Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Lisa H., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Tennessee. Today is Wednesday, December 20th, 2023, and we are on the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. Today we're reading from the big book, and we are in the forward to the fourth edition. We are reading on page XXIII, the second paragraph only that begins, literature has played a major role and ends, Alcoholics Anonymous has been translated into 43 languages. Today's readers, and thank you for this, your service this Wednesday. For the 12 steps, Julie G. <coughs> Excuse me. The 12 traditions, Karen W. Readers of the text, Lynn S., Vanessa G., and Sigrid F. Excuse me, our newcomer greeter is Anne-Marie N. (coughs) Our second hour host is Ken W.H. And announcements will be Kathy F. Our reference numbers for yesterday, Tuesday, December 19th, 2023, for the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, is 20,948. That's 20948. And for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting is 20,949. That's 20949. Excuse me. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Julie G. to please read the 12 steps. Good morning, everyone. This is Julie G. I'm a compulsive overeater recovering in Pennsylvania. Here are the 12 steps. One. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready 
to have God remove all these defects of character. 7. Humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. 8. Made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. 9. Made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. And continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God, we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. I'm grateful to be of service and I pass. Thank you, Julie G. And I'll now ask Karen W. to please read the 12 traditions. Good morning, this is Karen W. from Katy, Texas, compulsive overeater. 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. There's no OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each OA group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. Thus, problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought not to be organized. We may create service boards or committees directly responsible. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has issues. Hence, the OA should not be drawn in public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than emotion. We need to always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thanks for allowing me to be a service, and I pass. Thank you, Karen W. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. 
there is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book. On the forward to the fourth edition on page XXIII, the second paragraph that begins, literature has played a major role and ends Alcoholics Anonymous has been translated into 43 languages. And we'll be commenting on that one paragraph. And I'll now ask Lynn S. to please begin reading. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Vision. Lynn S., Recovered Compulsible Reader in Toronto, Canada. Literature has played a major role in AA's growth, and a striking phenomenon of the past quarter century has been the explosion of translations of our basic literature into many languages and dialects. In country after country where the AA seed was planted, it has taken root, slowly at first, then growing by leaps and bounds when literature has become available. Currently, Alcoholics Anonymous has been translated into 43 languages. And it says in 2018, Alcoholics Anonymous is in 71 languages. Well, our basic literature The seed was planted, it's taken root, growing by leaps and bounds. And what's the basic message of our basic literature? Well, it says, we of Alcoholics Anonymous are more than 100 men and women who have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body to show other alcoholics precisely how we have recovered is the main purpose of this book. For them, we hope these pages will prove so convincing that no further authentication will be necessary. And the basic message, we have an illness that is spiritual in nature. The only reprieve is a spiritual solution. What's our problem? We lack power. There is one who has all power. That one is God. You must find him now. Our basic literature, our text, our basic message. It's so simple. It's right there in black and white in the first 164 pages of our text. And I don't think it needs any more explanation from me. With that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Lynn S. And then, although we value your experience, we do ask that you limit your shares to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Um, So who would like to share on what was read? Joanne B. Joanne. Lisa N. Lisa N. Ken WH. Ken WH. Loretta H. Loretta. Vasa O. Vasa. Anybody else? 
Elena C. Elena. Okay. We'll go with this group. I have Joanne B, Lisa N, Ken WH, Loretta H, Vasa O, and Elena C. So Joanne B, you're up, followed by Lisa N. Good morning, um, Joanne B, calling in from Vermont. I'm um, a recovered compulsive overeater, and I love this uh, reading this morning. It really spoke to me, um, and you know the fact that this our book um, was translated into so many languages. It's probably more languages at this point, I guess. Um, what it made me think about was that how what's in this book is a universal method. Um, it doesn't, and just like our disease, it doesn't discriminate. Um, it doesn't care what language you speak, where you live, um, you know, how much money you make, what your um, nationality is, what your language is. It's, it doesn't discriminate at all. And the message that we get from the big book, that I get from the big book, is one of um, bringing people together and um, solving a common problem. And that's the beauty of this program. It's like we all have a common problem. We've all found a common solution. And that's um, the 12 step steps of this book. And it's incredible. You know, I could go to any country and probably find a meeting, if not an OA meeting, an AA meeting, and sit in on a meeting anywhere I go in the world. And the person sitting in that room is going to be expressing the same feelings and um, the same experience um, that I have. And that's very comforting to me, um, knowing that there are people all, all over the world, not just all over this country, um, but that feel the same way I do and can identify with how I feel and that they found um, a higher power. And I think that's really incredible. Um, and that's what, um, that's all I have today. I'll pass, thanks. Thank you, Joanne B. And Lisa N, you're up, followed by Ken WH. Good morning, thank you, moderator, for your service today. Um, hi, everybody. Um, you know, I really, when I think of the literature in OA and, um, any, you know, the literature, the AA, especially the big book and the 12 and 12, um, it has renewed my mind and my, my, the way I think. And I'm guessing that people all over the world needed that similar experience. I don't know. I can't say for sure. But I feel like um, what it has done for me is to give me a clean, a new way of thinking not like a childish um, thought that I I have to figure things out anymore. There's a there's instructions in this literature that actually help me to live, and I can live in peace by reading this book and by learning what it says to me. And I feel like it was divinely written. My higher power wanted me to somehow. I was blessed to have this. I don't know why me. But I was allowed to have this, given this as a gift to change the way I thought. Um, one time I had somebody say to me, you know, 
it's not him because I was always upset with my husband. It's not him. It's the way you think about him. And, um, you know, as I do a 10th step, I have this character, de- this sheet of character defects. And one of the things it says on there is it's not what so-and-so said or did. It's the way you think about it. So I needed a whole new way of thinking. And the literature of this big book, you know, and this program has changed that. And, um, you know, so many people around the world. So I guess that's all I have. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you, Lisa N. And Ken W.H., you're up. And Loretta H. Thank you so much, and good morning. This is Ken W.H., Recover Compulsive Eater from North Carolina. Um, I always uh, love to read about um, the languages of AA. I had the privilege of uh, living in another part of the world back in the early 90s. It was the former Soviet Union, and it was recently opened up. And um, I was there, and uh, I gave a a conference on alcoholism and addiction there. And after that meeting, (laughs) someone walked up who uh, was carrying the AA 12 and 12 in Russian. It was clearly the 12 and 12 because it was the same cover. They used the same colors and everything else. And I knew that a big book was not far behind it. And uh, it opened the door to um, my being able to carry that message uh, in another language that I didn't speak really well, but could nonetheless get the message um, so I'm, I'm profoundly aware that OA has taken advantage of, in a positive way, uh, of what AA has made available to us all in the, in what I'll call a translingual uh, 12-step program of recovery and spiritual renewal. Um, frankly, I don't know that we need other literature. I've come to learn that the big book is. Uh, where I need to turn uh, to keep returning to um, solve or deal with the problem I have with food. And uh, it has worked and it continues to work. And um, whatever language I hear it in, even if I don't speak it or know that language, I still know what's coming from that person's heart when they are sharing a 12-step program. Uh, Thank you. I'll pass. Thank you, Ken W.H. And Loretta H., you're up, followed by Vasa O. Good morning, Lisa. Oh, there you are. Yes, good morning, Lisa, and good morning, all my fellow travelers. Along with my precious God, you are saving my life. Loretta H., recovered in North Carolina. And I love the shares beforehand. And this, um, I love the inclusion of this book going everywhere and having all types of nationalities and um, people getting this message because it has saved my life. My story is a little bit different. My parents were immigrants, um, and that's what really started my eating disorder. I actually was put back in the first 
when I went to kindergarten because I didn't speak good English. And then when I brought my lunch to the first grade, people made fun of me because it was entirely different than the food that was being, I grew up in California that was being served there. So they actually said I had cooties. So as a result of that, my eating disorder and the shame around language has been um, a debilitating thing for me. It was hard for me to even learn a second language when I took it in college because of that shame of always feeling different. But today I actually um, facilitate a meeting in Italy, which is where my parents came from. And it just makes my heart sing because all that shame and all that um, just that I didn't belong, that I didn't fit in, all of that stuff. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity to realize that no matter where I go, no matter who and where I am, because of this program, I'm okay. Because of the 12 steps and the principles and sharing this experience, strength, and hope, I am okay. That little girl who was made fun of when she was five years old doesn't exist anymore. Today, nobody, I'm Dr. Bob's humility prayer, nobody can fix or irritate me because I'm in the harbor of God's arms and I practice these principles in all my affairs. So I'm so grateful. God has been very good to me and I'm grateful for this disease and all my um, life that I've had because it was, it is and was a great life. And my parents were great people. They were just from a different country. Thank you, Loretta. Um, Vasa O, you're up, followed by Elena C. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. I'm Vasa, grateful, grateful, recovering compulsive overeater. And thank you for everybody's service this morning. So grateful to be with all of you. And I was an immigrant when I came to this country. I was 15 and a half years old. It was a tough age, no matter what age we come. And I really grieve my country and my relatives and school and everything else. And, you know, over the years, and I'm grateful I went back to relive that part in a positive way. But anyways, that's when my food addiction kicked in. When we came in America, we, I discovered all these foods that were not healthy for me, which I craved and I loved them and I wanted them. And I never thought I could live without them for the rest of my life when I came to uh, a way that those were the alcoholic foods and they would trigger if I put them in my body and the mental obsession would start over and over. And so I stopped them right away. It was was like cold turkey. It was so hard going through the withdrawals. But I found a higher power could help me go through the withdrawals and gave me the program, gave me the steps, gave me the, you know, the tools when the obsession came back, when the temptation came back. But I was given the big book, and I, I had the three additionals, and my book was just falling apart, so I ended up getting the, the fourth edition right now. And I didn't want to get rid of it. I still didn't get rid of my old book because everything is all marked, and I had it for 37 years pretty much. But anyways, I I was so grateful and to find out 
in the first edition, you know, how those men and women, 100 men and women, were being able to recover from whatever, you know, addiction we are dealing with. And it's amazing. When I came to the vision for you, there was like 189 or 199 people and how much it has grown over the years. It's a miracle. I could not wait to read. I mean, I read the whole book. My sponsor gave it to me. This is the direction, Vasa. If you want to follow it, follow. If you don't want, you don't. It's up to you. And I could not wait to read it. And I was just amazing. I could identify with the the alcoholic. No, I was not the falling the falling alcoholic. I was very achiever, and but I did use food for comfort for comfort. So um, I'm going to the old country. I've been there a few times, and I wanted to bring the program over there, but it was it wasn't long enough time. I'm going for six weeks in the sum in the fall next year, God willing, and I'd like to. You know, I'd like to be able to do something with it. It's a gift. It saved my life. It saved me from not just the the body, you know, which I came for the physical, the emotional part, the spirituality, just by going through the steps and just following the directions. And I've always said there's no graduation for me. I'm so grateful that this was a gift from God. And my program, my sponsor gave me that gift. She says, this is it, Vasa. Take it or leave it. And I took it. I'm so, so grateful. The life that I have today in every area. And just going through life, you know, being abstinent. Thank you very much. Just being abstinent. Go through the ups and downs, whatever. Whatever I go through, I don't run to the the food. Thank (laughs) you very much for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Vasa O. And Elena C., please share with us. Good morning, everyone. I have a little bit of a cold, so my voice is is funny this morning. But I have not shared in a while. And then just God, you know, actually started sending me messaging yesterday. You need to share. You need to share. And I uh, reached out to someone, and I was talking about it. And, you know, sure enough, this morning, God told me again, you got to share. Uh, so thank you, God. But it's good to be here. And I am also an immigrant. And, you know, I, um, after I read this paragraph, I um, Googled online how many meetings are in Romania. Now, it's unclear um, if there's mixed messages there online or there are more than one website that say more, more things. But um, sure enough, there are in only several major cities and there are very few and far between so just so you know we are very fortunate i think i'm very fortunate and it says that aa is in 180 countries so there are countries in this world where aa is not very famous i believe um i think that there might be one or two maybe i don't know what do i know but but still, my my um, message is that we're very fortunate, and you know, I'm the only one in this in my family who has been exposed to the twelve step has recovered, and my family was hit left and right with addiction and mental illnesses, and you know, when I I remember my um, if my father was an alcoholic has had this AA meeting, 
you know, it just makes me feel so sad that he didn't. And he was did not have an opportunity to recover. He lived in Romania, and he was not in the United States. We're talking about the 70s, 80s, where he could have still recovered. So anyway, I um, and then the literature, the literature is amazing because the thing is, I don't have to question. So I have a mind who's just, you know, questioning things. And I used to, I used to. And I can still go there. Well, you know, maybe I agree with this. Maybe I don't agree with this. These literatures are experiences of people who have who have recovered from this devastating state of mind and body. I better believe it. So I better believe it because you know what? They're they're not. They're telling the truth. That's what I believe. You know, I don't have to be as creative. Now, God wants to, me to have a creative mind, of course. Just, it's about trust. It's about trust. Literature, it's about trust. You know, so um, reading it, and, and it's absolutely amazing. And I think that it was written by the higher power of those people who have their pens on, on, on their hands, in their hands. And it's, I think that was my share for today. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Elena C. And we are um, in the forward to the fourth edition on page XXIII. We've read and we're sharing on the second paragraph that begins, literature has played a major role and ends, Alcoholics Anonymous has been translated into 43 languages. Who else would like to share on that paragraph? Amy G. Amy G. Hesse. Penny C. Hesse? Yes. Okay. Yes. Penny C. Anybody else? Okay, we'll go with Amy G. Hesse. I'll have to get the first initial of your last name. And Penny C. So Amy G., you're up, followed by Hesse. Sorry, it took me a second to unmute there. Hi, my name is Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Thank you, everyone, for your service. Um, so grateful to be here today. So this, this, the fact that AA literature has played a major part in growth really struck me today because clearly, as others are, have shared, is that, you know, the literature could go where meetings had not gone yet. And then the growth in AA was exponential. But the point of the growth is not just because the literature would get there. It's because the literature had something to say. The literature, the textbook of Alcoholics Anonymous provides a solution to me for my dilemma, for my compulsive overeating. I mean, I don't know about you all, but I went to a lot of meetings, but it wasn't until I studied the steps through the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous that my program began to grow, that my recovery grew, actually exploded, because I started to study what I consider this big book a textbook. It's not just fun for literature every once in a while and why we study it paragraph by paragraph 
and why I've been studying it for over three decades now in the program, because it provides a solution for continued recovery from compulsive overeating and how to deal with that spiritual dilemma. And, you know, come for your eating, stay for your thinking, or in AA, they say, come for your drinking and stay for your thinking. This is my textbook, my instruction manual for life. I grow because I study this textbook. My textbooks are falling apart and rebound the third and the fourth edition because I study it on a daily basis. It's not because there's not meetings or because I only study the literature. I go to meetings, of course, but I also study the literature. They're not mutually exclusive. I mean, when I grew up in the 80s in program, it was like, you know, just don't drink and go to meetings. Well, that wasn't sufficient for me to stay sane, maybe a dry drunk, but not to stay sane, sober, and abstinent. I needed to also study the literature so that I could embark on the process of working the 12 steps and have that personality change sufficient to bring about recovery and stay in recovery in a sane and sober frame of mind. Not perfectly, of course. That's why it's progress, not perfection. And that's why I study the literature. I mean, I can't believe how many times I'll look at a paragraph, for example, this paragraph, and go, why didn't I see it that way before? It's underlined. It's highlighted. Or how did they add that sentence in there? I don't remember seeing that sentence in there before. Because the beauty of this book is there's always something to learn. There's always rooms to always room to grow by the grace of God and this wonderful program. Happy holidays, everyone. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Amy G. And Hesse, you're up. If you'll give us the first initial of your last name, followed sure. by Penny C. Hi, this is Hesse V. from New York. Um, I'm so glad to share. I want to be a participant in this program, not a bystander. And um, this, pro- um, this paragraph really rings true for me because I witnessed it with my own eyes. When I came in a- about 18 years ago, um, there had been like a few women in New Jersey who had been invited by one woman who lived in Boston to come to Boston because there was a very strong meeting going there. And she said, you have to see what real re- recovery is. So they went and then they decided they wanted to start their own meeting. So um, let's say about five, six women, they did start the meeting. Some of the women from Boston came to New Jersey to, to, to strengthen them. Like literally, they, one person put their hand in the per, hand of the other person. And I live in New York, and um, I, I don't even know how, but I found out about this group. And... Um, we started our own little meeting and they came from New Jersey and they helped us. They strengthened us. So the program literally grew by leaps and bounds. Um, We were all very interconnected. Um, Before you knew it, there was a woman from Belgium who said she wants to be in on this and she used to call. Um, I didn't call her too often because I didn't want to build up my my uh, long distance, but she said, no worries, you know, I'll call you. And then there was a woman from London. And why did it grow like this by leaps and bounds? Because people recognize that this is the truth and that this works. Um, I always remember the quotation, you can't fool 
you can fool some of the people some of the time, but you can't fool all of the people all of the time. And I know that some of the women who were in this, my initial um, group, are on vision for you. I've heard a couple of these people. They're still with us. I'm still here. And and um, I hope that by sharing this, it will strengthen somebody. And I'm just very grateful for program. I'll pass. Thank you, Hesse B. And Penny C., please share with us. Good morning. I'm Penny C. I'm a recovered compulsive ovary in the Boston area and very grateful to be here and grateful for everybody who helps to put this meeting together every single day. This paragraph reminds me of my experience going to the International Overeaters Anonymous Convention <laughs> And in 2016, and one of the keynote speakers was a young woman who was studying at Harvard University and was a native of South Korea, and she found Overeaters Anonymous while studying in, in Cambridge at Harvard, and then she went back and spent to spend a few weeks with her family in South Korea. And when she was there, she booked an OA meeting and found none. And so she decided that she was going to stay in South Korea longer, and she appealed to Overeaters Anonymous World Service, and World Service helped by donating literature and support for her and the first people that that started that very first meeting in South Korea. And so I remember hearing that, and I was so happy to hear what happens to the donations we send to Overeaters Anonymous World Service. One of the things that, that World Service uses that money for is to help to spread the word to even countries where no one has brought OA before. And so I just remember feeling so proud of that young woman and of my the the fellowship that I have been belonged to for over thirty six years. Um it's we, we, we are spreading just as AA spread, um OA is also and and I just thought it would be helpful for others to hear how World Service uses the money that is sent there or made by literature sales. So um, I know that the book has been translated into into Korean now, and isn't isn't that isn't that amazing? You know, it, it's only it's got to be only by the uh, intervention of the divine power, um, God as I know Him, to allow this to to go on, and I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Penny C. And we have have more time for more shares. Um, Page XXIII, the second paragraph, begins, uh, literature has played a major role and ends, Alcoholics Anonymous has been translated into 43 languages. Who else would like to share on that paragraph?
Terry V. Did you say Terry? Yes. Terry Lindsay. V. Okay. Lindsay P. Lindsay. Thank you. Susan G. Susan G. Anita L. Anita. Anybody else? Okay, we'll go with Terry B, Lindsay P, Susan G, and Anita L. See where that takes us. Terry B, you're up, followed by Lindsay P. Good morning, everybody. I'm Terry B from Phoenix, and I love that even just the first words that literature play a, a huge part. And I, my experience has been, um, my husband and I cruise a lot, and you know. Every time I get on the cruise, they give us a, you know, an activity schedule. And the first thing I look for is the meetings with friends from Bill W. And I can't tell you how many times, you know, my big book, and that was like the universal language. You know, we would go gather to wherever the meeting was designated. And and that big book has saved my, my life, you know, my vacations, you know, and and the people in those rooms because of our anonymity, you know, I would see out on our excursions and they would say hello. It was just like a, a little extra support no matter what country I was in or no matter what, you know, experience I was having. It was just like a gentle support all around me. And it was because I walked around with my big book, you know, going to meetings or not going to meetings. And the other really significant um thing that ha- happened to me with with my big book is that I had gone I had gone to a meeting I had my big book with me I was studying in a library and I was looking for a book when I got up to uh, check the books out the librarian said um that my my library book or my library card or I didn't have it or something and someone in line about three people behind me they tapped me on the shoulder and they said is this your book? And I was holding my big book in my hand and I said, yes, it is. And she looked at the librarian and she said, then I will check out her book for her. And I didn't know her from any anybody. And she checked out my book and, and, and trusted that I would, you know, check that book back in in time. And she said, your big book is all I ever needed to know that I know I can trust you. And so, it, I mean, it's kind of different, but the same, you know, just have, coincidentally having my big book has opened conversations and, you know, opportunities for me that I normally wouldn't have. And so, you know, I, you know, it is, it is a very special book to me. So with that, I will pass and um, I'm Terry B. from Phoenix. Thanks so much. Thank you, Terry B. And Lindsay P., you're up, followed by Susan G. Hi, everyone. Lindsay P. Oh, this is just such a beautiful message of unity in this paragraph that I had to speak. Um, Just being able to communicate from people of all walks of life and socioeconomic statuses and uh, countries and age and religions. It's like we have a common language that we can discuss and we also have a common feat and addiction that we're all working together and we can learn from each other. And I just kept having this image of like a beautiful mosaic window and every little piece of that window is 
a uh, person from another place or another country or another life experience. But through that window, we can all see God together. And we can all just look up in the sky knowing we're all on this journey together. It's just been miraculous talking to people um, across any sort of, you know, delineated line that would have kept us apart before. Um, And it's just such an amazing journey of learning and growing and evolving and getting closer to others. Whoever thought that my disease, which was so cunning and insidious and horrible, would bring me closer not only to God, but to people from all over the world. That's just miraculous. So I'm so grateful. Um, And that's all I wanted to share. Thank you. Thank you, Lindsay P. And Susan G., you're up, followed by Anita L. Good morning, Lisa, and thank you, Team Wednesday, for today. So what struck me, um, first of all, is the gratitude I have for this international presence on this meeting today and the shares previous. So AA growing by leaps and bounds uh, when the literature has become available. That um, phrase I could take to heart today because today I grow by leaps and bounds when I make myself available to the literature. The literature is not new to me, but when I bring myself back to the literature, you know, that's the language of a higher power instructing me internally, you know, um, as I study it so it can kind of be resuscitated. And I really am finding that in my return to vision for you, that this resuscitation is happening by leaps and bounds uh, as I make calls and um, get to know some of you and led by a sponsor. Leaps and bounds is happening. Why? Because of the pure study of the literature, the literature being in my hands again, in my mind again. And um, so when after I've had the book in my hands for years, it's now my responsibility not only to carry the message outward to others, but really to make myself, to take the actions daily to get myself connected to and involved in the literature. So thank you for letting me share today. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Susan G. And Anita L., please share with us. Good morning, everybody. This is Anita L. from outside of Philadelphia. Um, I'm so grateful to share on on this paragraph today, and I'd like to say something about the one yesterday as well. Um, so yesterday was talking about the explosion of the numbers of people in the fellowship. Today we're talking about the languages, how many different languages has ex- have exploded and uh, in writing this uh, book in in their language, which is so cool. So all over the world, as we know, when we have our Vision for You conventions, do you see recovery? It's wonderful, just wonderful. And um, this week, I believe, this week or next, I can't remember, but uh, I came into the Vision meeting and the reason why I did is because my sponsor said, if you want to work with me, you have to listen to this meeting every day. And I am so grateful. First of all, uh, this woman coming 
uh, into the meeting where I was able to ask her to sponsor me was definitely divinely inspired. And then for her to carry the message of this meeting to me was definitely divinely inspired. And I've been in OA for uh, over four decades. And I always studied the big book. And I have started big book meetings. However, even though I learned it back then, when I heard my very first vision meeting, I was like a magnet drawn to the recovery that I heard on this line. And, you know, here are people who back in the beginning, we, we could share every day. You didn't have to wait till every third day. And I heard that message of recovery again and again, the solution. That's what was missing in the other meetings. Even though I studied the big book and sometimes paragraph by paragraph, the solution was not as strong. And this is a healthy meeting. And that's why I keep coming back. And um, relating to the language part, I went to Israel with my family and two women who are on this meeting, who live in Israel, uh, I met when I went to Israel. I didn't go to a meeting, but I met with them. So it was like having a meeting. And one of the women invited me and my family into her home and her sukkah at the time. And we had a meal in her sukkah, which was so cool because it carried it a uh, higher power a little bit further. So this is a beautiful, beautiful meeting. I love it. The uh, big book is the answer to my life. All of my solutions are in it. And I'm grateful that higher power brought me to the 12 steps that I'm, I will pass. Thanks. Thank you, Anita L. And we have time for one, uh, two, two, two more shares. Who would like those? Anna A. I think you said Anna A. Yeah. Anybody else? Rena in New Jersey. Did you say Rena? Yes, Rena in New Jersey. Okay. Um, we'll go with with Anna A and then Rena, and you can give me the first initial of your last name when you share. Anna, please share with us, followed by Rena. Thank you. Um, I'm Anna A, and I live in Michigan, but I am in I am from Mexico City, and I just want to say how grateful I am for listening to all the immigrant community in this phone call. And I'm grateful also for the diversity and how we have created a community without thinking about nationalities or upbringings. I, I've been traveling a lot because of my work. And I have found a group everywhere I go. And I'm so grateful for that. I have had sponsors from Greece, from Ireland, 
and I am really, really grateful about this common language we all have. We have the big book and we have the English language at the beginning, and that spreads the message everywhere. And I am, I just, I'm grateful for that, and I'm also grateful for the trust in the program and trusting the recovery and seeing other fellows recover. And that's what made this program arrive to every corner or mostly every corner in the world. I am, I'm just really grateful for, for this meeting where I found recovery. And also, because I can't find a meeting everywhere I go. I started a program in my home country and we used the big book as well as the OA book, and it was everything in Spanish. And I can say that I have witnessed recovery in different places, and it's, I think it's God's work. And I, I just want to share my gratitude, and also because I usually feel shy about sharing, I'm just listening all these people from many countries. Um, I feel, I don't feel alone, and I feel, yeah, that I'm, I'm, I'm one fellow in the program, and that's what matters, that I have this disease, and I'm grateful that I have recovered, and that I also have this disease, I'm very grateful for that, and, and that's all on my side. Thank you. Thank you, Anna A., and you're with us. Hi, this is Rena in New Jersey, and I am very grateful for the big book being available in multiple languages. I speak five, and um, two, my two native languages, one of them has been, trans, uh, the big book is translated into one of them, and, um, but that's not the language that most people where, in the country where I'm from speak. So what we do is we use a combination of the English and the, and the, and the um, English and the other version of the big book to speak to people in our own language about recovery. And um, it's really a blessing that, um, in a way, just like the big, big book has been translated in many languages, the big book has also. And what gives me hope is that even though I'm in multiple fellowships, I can go back to the source. I can go back to the big book for recovery in all my programs. At first, I didn't really want to see food in the same category as the other reasons why I'm in fellowship, because in my mind, it's quote unquote, just food, but it's really not. And as the big book talks about all the emotional things um, that people are going through, um, besides their drinking, you know, they were using drinking to escape just the same way I use food. I use binging and I use other food behaviors to escape my present moment instead of being in the moment and trusting God to get me through whatever difficulty I'm going through. So I'm really Time. grateful that the big book is available wide and far. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rena, And thank you to everyone who shared with us this morning. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Wednesday, December the 20th, 2023, is 20,952. That's 20952. 
We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And Vanessa G., will you please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. I will. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for an awesome meeting. This is Vanessa G., recovered in New Mexico. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you.